0: Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Still Becoming podcast. This is episode six of season two, Walk in It, Shining the Light Along the Way, part two. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go back and listen to that first. And I have a quick question for you. Are you a follower of the Still Becoming podcast? And if so, and you like what you've been hearing over the two seasons I've been doing it, I'd love to come and speak to the women at your church or at your ministry. I've been speaking for over 10 years. It's primarily what I do, what I love to do. And I have many speaking topics on a variety of subjects for different ages, stages, and gatherings. You can find them on my website under the speaking tab. I'll also leave the link in the show notes. I'm booking now for fall 2023, winter and Christmas 2023, and spring 2024. I'd love to meet you and serve alongside you at your next event. Now let's get going on Season 2, Episode 6 of The Still Becoming Podcast. Hi there, friends. Welcome to The Still Becoming Podcast, a place where women like you and me find help to move from where you are to where you want to be. I'm your host, Laura Acuna. The Still Becoming Podcast is where we gather to rethink our thinking about ourselves, our lives, and about our God. We will learn to reframe our shame and trade in limiting beliefs for the liberating truth from God's Word. And why the title still becoming? Because that's the Christian journey, isn't it? As we apply God's perfect Word to our lives for growth and change, we are always growing, always learning, and still becoming the women He created us to be. It's never perfect, and it's not too late. Do I need to say that again? It is never perfect, and it is not too late. I am so glad you're here for the journey, and I'm praying that God will speak directly to you through today's episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Now, the key verse that I shared with you last time is Ephesians 5.8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And I told you that that word light in the original Greek language means a source of light, radiance, divine illumination. And even though it's gentle, it's very gentle, it overtakes the darkness. John 1.5 says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And that word light in John 1.5 is the same word, a source of light, radiance. And divine illumination. John 17:15 to 18. And this is Jesus praying to the Father. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. He doesn't call us to withdraw in self-preservation or protection. He calls us to stay and gives us what we need to do it back to Ephesians 5.8 for a second. I told you last time that the Greek word for walk is parapetio, and it literally means to conduct my life. And so I'm really excited to share with you five ways that we can walk in it, that we can conduct our life as we move through a culture that is becoming increasingly hostile to Christians and what we believe. And all of the five ways we can walk in it will strengthen our spiritual core, our trust muscle that will hold us upright as we continue to walk forward in our lives. The five ways we can walk in it are look at ourselves. It always starts with us and it requires humility. We have to love others, really love others, not just say it, but really, really do it. We need to remain loyal to the word of God loyal to the Word of God. We can't drift off. We've got to stay in it. The harder it gets, the more we should spend in the Word of God, the more time we should spend in the Word of God. So we have look at ourselves, love people, stay loyal to the Word, and then we need to listen to the women who have come before us. We need to go into the scriptures and find those women and imitate their faith. And then finally, with all of those Four things in play looking, loving, staying loyal, and listening. We're going to live it out. We're going to live it out. So let's look at ourselves. And that's where it all begins, doesn't it? Before we can comment or look at or discern anything about anyone else, we have to first look at ourselves. And that word look means this view, review, noticing, inspection, regard, survey, glance. Attention, Observation, and Introspection. And for our purposes in this episode, we're going to use the word introspection when we talk about looking at ourselves. We can never, ever be effective Christ followers in this world if we ride in on a high horse and we have some superior attitude that somehow we're better than anyone else. We're not. And if we follow Jesus' example, we know he was truly humble. And he did not regard himself better than anyone else. And we all know who he hung out with and who he loved to spend time with. We need to be able to come out of our denial about our story, about our sin, about our experiences, and gain an accurate view of who we are. That doesn't mean that we look at ourselves and we put ourselves down or we don't have self-respect. That's not what I'm talking about at all. We are children of God. But our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, modeled what it was like to relate to other people who needed him so badly, and he never, ever came at them from a higher place. He came to them eye-to-eye, face-to-face, and we need to do the same thing. And the only way that we can do it is if we take an honest look and have true introspection, thinking through, praying, and pondering our own story. And I have my own denial story. I come from a family that always was just fine. In that time and place and in my family, we did not air dirty laundry anywhere. We had a nice-looking family. It looked like there were no problems going on inside the house. We were fine. And I bought into that narrative, even though I knew otherwise. Well, many years later, after I was grown and had a few children, I joined my very first Bible study. It was led by our male pastor, but it was a women's Bible study. I had never been in a circle with women who told the truth. They were sharing about their divorces, about their prodigal children, about their sin. They were so real. And I was so touched by it. I was so blown away by it. I'd never, ever experienced anything like it in my life. And so when the Bible study was over, I ran over to the pastor. He did not know me well yet at all. We were new. And I said to him, Oh my goodness, this was just amazing. I have never, Been in a circle of women like this before. They were telling the truth. And it was just amazing. I just couldn't believe it. It was such a safe space. But I really couldn't relate to them because I've lived such a Pollyanna life. I actually said that. (laughs) I actually said it. And if you're young and you don't know who Pollyanna is, she was a little girl who had a perfect life. And I told the pastor that, in essence, I can't relate to any of these women who are sharing because I've lived a perfect life. And he took one look at me. He stepped backwards, he stuck his finger out, and he said this, You know what, Laura? You're no good to Jesus Christ with an attitude like that. Yes, he did. He said it straight to my face. And it hurt. I'll be honest. I muddled something, said something, and got out of there. And I remember whining to God as I went to my car. You know, Lord, I really have lived a Pollyanna life. Nothing bad's ever happened to me. I have wonderful parents. I have a wonderful brother. I have this, that, that, this, that, this, that. And it kept up inside of me for several days, this just rubbing against my grain. And by about the third day, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, You know, Laura, you have not lived a Pollyanna life. You have not lived a perfect life. You have issues, and you've lived through quite a few things. Let's go over a few. And he did. And the next week, I went back to Bible study, and I went up to the pastor, and I thanked him. And I said, You really heard me, (laughs) but the Holy Spirit worked on me, and thank you. You are right. You are right. I have not lived a perfect life. And I shared a few things with him. And then he said, let's get you hooked up with women who have struggled with the same things. And some of those women, some 20 some odd years later, are still my friends. They're still my friends. And that would not have happened had I not come clean, allowed the Holy Spirit to illuminate my true life and then allow me some introspection and some courage to address it and to come to a place where I accepted it. And I can trace back to that moment 20-some-odd years ago as the moment that my ministry began because I knew very well from that day forward that God uses broken people. He uses people who are self-aware and people who know they're not better than anyone else. Well, friends, I'm so excited to tell you that my new book, Still Becoming, Hope, Help, and Healing for the Diet-Weary Soul has just been released. You can find it on my website, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, ChristianBook.com, and other online retailers. Still Becoming is a 31-day devotional journal that takes you on a sacred journey where you'll discover true freedom and that healing and peace have nothing to do with the number on the scale. Join me and learn to rethink your struggles with disordered eating, body image, and dieting through the lens of self-compassion and God's grace. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. And that's Luke 18, 11. As we walk closer and closer with Jesus, he will be very consistent in challenging our thinking about ourselves, about our sins, and about our relationship to other people, about what we've done and what has been done to us. Not to shame us or expose us, not to push us down or put us in our place, but to grow us up to look more and more radiant like his son. Again, so that we can be on level ground, eye to eye. Sin is sin. God hates it all, yours, mine, and everyone else's, and he died for it all. Now, back to the Pharisee. Truly, he was no good to Jesus Christ with an attitude like that. But before we judge him, this is how we're like the Pharisee. I know I'm not perfect, but at least I didn't sleep around like she did. At least my daughter didn't live with her boyfriend before they got married. At least I didn't cheat on my husband. At least I didn't have an abortion. At least I'm not an addict. Girls, we really need to look at ourselves. We must have a correct understanding of our position in this world. We are a sinner, just like everyone else. The difference is we know where to take our sin. We know who's in control. And if we're on the path to life, if we're walking in it, we're growing up to look more and more like Jesus. He convicts us not to shame us. Conviction is a beautiful gift to us because it heals us. It puts us in our right position in this world. It puts us on our feet. And in humility, we can shine the light to a lost and hurting world. I love this quote by Russell Moore. We overcome not because we're a moral majority or a righteous remnant, but because we're blood-covered sinners who know that if the gospel can change us, it can change anyone. Now, let me tell you, God can certainly use a Christ follower with an attitude like that. And if we don't get it right, we'll discredit the gospel, and nobody will want it. When we look at ourselves God will give us the courage to own our own broken life story. We can celebrate the healing too. We take it out into the light in safety, look at it, receive healing, and then use it to bring light to some of the darkest places out there. That's how God works. Henry Nowen says this, Nobody escapes being wounded. We are all wounded people, whether physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. The main question is not how can we hide our wounds so we don't have to be embarrassed, but how can we put our woundedness in the service of others? When our wounds cease to be a source of shame and become a source of healing, we have become wounded healers. I want to be a wounded healer. My story, your story, may be the key to unlock someone else's prison, to make it safe for them to come out in the light and give their broken pieces to God too. It doesn't make you weak. Please hear me. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you credible. Share your story. Lord, help us to become wounded healers, each one of us. So before we end, I want to read this scripture to you before we do our soul fitness exercise and our prayer. 1 Peter 2, 9-10 in the message. This is to encourage you. But you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments, to do His work and speak out for Him, to tell others of the night and day difference He made for you, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Amen. And now for Soul Fitness, Strengthening Your Core. Now taking out your journal and then looking up 1 Peter 2, 9-10, to I just read that to you in the message. I want you to journal what you would tell others about the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. How would you articulate that to someone who needs those life-giving words? And let me pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I lift up the sisters who are listening today. Lord, I thank you that you always turn the light on us first before we shine our light to others. Thank you, Father, for the safety that you provide as we are introspective about ourselves. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to come clean, to be honest, to own our story, to allow you to heal us, and then to let it be the key to unlock someone else's prison. Help us to remember it doesn't make us weak. It makes us credible. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, girlfriends, that's it for today's episode. But before you go, will you please hit subscribe or follow at the button at the top of this page? And while you're there, Will you please leave me a review? This small ask helps the Still Becoming podcast reach more women who need this life giving message. And if you've been listening for a while and would like an opportunity to support the Still Becoming podcast, I have a fun way that you can do that. You can buy me a coffee. This is an inexpensive way to help my ministry, and it's a little silly too. The link, along with all the others, is in the show notes. May God bless you until we meet again. I'll see you next time on the Still Becoming Podcast.